Montgomery, Joe Bud from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from Thursday, the 18th of November, 2021. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. On Sunday the 14th, nine members of parliament from the National Movement Unified Opposition Parliamentary Faction, or NATSEBI, went on hunger strike, demanding Misha be transferred from the prison hospital to a civil clinic. The following day, Natsebi members from Zudidi and Rustavi Council also announced hunger strike with the same demands. Misha offered to end his 45-day hunger strike if the government agreed to transfer him to a civil medical facility. The authorities rejected the offer. He made his proposal on the 11th of November after a call from the European Court of Human Rights urging him to terminate his hunger strike. The court also urged Otsneba or Georgian Dream to report on Misha's condition as well as the medical treatment provided in the prison hospital. On Friday the 12th, 20 NGOs addressed the Council of Europe Committee for the Prevention of Torture and Inhuman or Degrading Treatment or Punishment to Help Protect Misha's Human Rights. On Monday the 15th, a trial regarding alleged embezzlement by Misha was held, but without his presence because the special penitentiary service did not allow for him to attend this Alleged fraud involves 9 million lati, about 3 million U.S. dollars. According to the chief prosecutor's office, official money was spent on Misha's comfort, his family members, and friends. On Wednesday the 17th, the International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy released a statement about a document that the organization has obtained. The document proves that Otsneba forced school staff to campaign for their candidate in the recent municipal elections. Politics is not the only thing that's collapsing. On Monday the 15th, the facade of a five-story residential building partially collapsed on Rudua Street in Batumi right after 72 families had been evacuated from the building. Thankfully, no one was injured. Batumi City Hall announced that they will conduct a study of the structural soundness of the building. Depending on the results of the study, Batumi City Hall will decide whether to fix it or demolish it. It's not the first time that a building has collapsed in Batumi. It's been exactly five weeks since the collapse of the seven-story apartment building, which claimed the lives of nine people. As a consequence, City Hall reported that they will launch a program related to emergency housing in 2022 with a total budget of 80 million lati, which is about 26 million U.S. dollars. On Friday the 12th, border guards received new equipment for document inspection. International Organization for Migration gave modern equipment to the Patrol Police Department of the Ministry of Internal Affairs. New equipment was purchased within the EU-funded project Sustaining Border Management and Migration Governance in Georgia. On Monday the 15th, the government announced the EU will disperse about 4 million lati, just over a million U.S. dollars, for urban renewal, tourism, and business development projects in seven municipalities. Speaking of urban improvement, on Thursday, the 11th Asian Development Bank approved a 100 million euro loan to build infrastructure and improve services in urban centers. Loan serves to boost regional development, or so they say. Project aims to support Georgia's recovery from the pandemic by making its cities more livable, inclusive, and climate resilient. Improvement of the city centers, parks, and public transport will allow people to commute more easily and enjoy public spaces. With COVID news, there are over 5,000 daily confirmed cases of COVID-19. According to Deputy Health Minister Tamar Gabunia, the epidemic situation in the country remains tense. The increasing number of daily vaccinations gives hope. Over 2 million people, about 35% of the population, have received at least one dose, while over 32% have been fully vaccinated. 
Monday, the 15th, European Union recognized COVID vaccination certificates issued by Georgia. The EU is now also accepting COVID vaccination certificates from two other non-EU countries, Serbia and Moldova. Currently, the EU recognizes 49 countries' COVID-19 vaccination certificates, of which 22 are non-EU countries. On Wednesday, the 17th, the Ministry of Health launched a COVID pass smartphone application, Georgia eHealth, which displays an individual's COVID-19 vaccination records, as well as latest PCR and antigen test results. The application is available on both App Store and Google Play. Same day, the Association of School Administrators said that in-person schooling should become mandatory despite the coronavirus pandemic. The association claims that the hybrid teaching model is ineffective and that students engaged in studying remotely do not receive quality education. On Thursday the 11th, Georgia and Cyprus agreed to establish a joint maritime committee in order to promote cooperation between the two countries. The committee will serve to deepen relations in the field of maritime education, research, and innovation, as well as money laundering. Just kidding. On Tuesday the 16th, the Georgian parliament passed a bill which makes the registration and possession of driver's license mandatory for all moped and quad bike drivers starting from spring 2022. 81 out of 84 MPs who attended the session supported the bill. No one voted against the amendment. Good news for Georgian cinema. On Saturday the 13th, filmmaker Alexandre Koberidze's feature What Do We See When We Look at the Sky won the Best Photography Award at the Festival de Sevilla in Spain. 14th of November, Merab Ninidze won an award for Best Actor for his role in House Arrest in the Asia-Pacific Screen Awards 2021. In the film, uh, Merab plays a Russian professor who is falsely accused of embezzlement and is placed under house arrest after criticizing the local authorities in his city. For those movie lovers, starting on Saturday the 20th, pioneering film produced by early directors in the 20s and 30s will be the center of a month-long series of screenings, talks, and book presentations in Tbilisi. This selection will involve over 20 films and screenings will be accompanied by talks with historians, art critics, and artists. Saturday, the program will open with a presentation of the book The Georgian Cinema of 1920s. The Georgian National Film Center organized the program in partnership with the Tbilisi State Conservatory. Want to know more about the program? Link in the show notes. On Friday the 11th, Georgia celebrated a win a group of stage in the group stage, the qualification tournament for the 2021 World Cup after defeating Sweden in Batumi with a 2-0 win. Great news for rugby players. On Monday the 15th, best-selling magazine Rugby World announced that it will launch its Georgian edition. Quarterly bilingual issues of the magazine will go on sale in January. There's a great jam news documentary about Georgian wine export. This year, it was exported to 62 different countries, but 60% of the export went to Russia. Check it out in the show notes. Vinos Galmarjus. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Georgia. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at rorschach.com. Nachwamdis. Nachwamdis.